0: Throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections, from our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill. It's time to listen and learn.
1: Hi, and welcome to this edition of Things Worth Considering. I'm Gord Riddell, and I am here with our special holiday helper, Dr. Jan Hill. (laughs) Hey, Jan. (laughs) (laughs) And how is your holiday season started?
2: It's only started in my mind.
1: That's where it all starts, though, isn't it? (laughs)
2: That's where everything Um, starts.
1: That's where where everything starts. Do you like holiday season?
2: Uh, I do, and I don't.
1: Okay, but yeah. don't
2: uh, I don't because you know I'm an introvert, so I don't really like going to parties, so yeah, 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 then yeah. I feel like I have to and blah blah blah, and then I commit to things and that I really don't want to commit to, and then I have to back out of them so <laughs> i any if any of my friends are listening to this right now, sorry. <laughs> you know the you know the drill, friends,
1: right? So. I, well, it's true though. It's true mm-hmm. though. I mean, I'm I'm a bit of an introvert that way as well. Uh, I don't energize in groups of people. I energize yeah. on my own. Yeah. Uh, and that's sort of a real sign of the uh, the introvert. Yeah. Uh, yeah I I kind of like I don't know I like I like parts of the holidays. Yeah. There's elements of it when I sit by myself.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like. Well, yeah, and too, I also like the fact that like so classes. That don't run in December, right? In yes, In exactly. Canadian university. So that for me is like heaven because it means I don't have to get up at 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning. I can like sleep in till 7. 7? Yeah, baby. Oh, my God. It's all it's good. It's half a day over. I know, <laughs> right?
1: I'm still probably still coming at it from the other end. I know because you don't
2: go to bed, I think, till like really late. Like uh, you're a night
1: owl, like seven or eight in the morning. Yeah, sleep for a couple hours. And Makes you, it
2: easy for you to stay up and wait for Santa.
1: I know, I know. I caught him a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, a lot of a lot of what we experience during the holiday season uh, is both real and not real. It's <laughs> a lot of magical thinking going on, but also you know, uh, our conscious and our unconscious are both kind of. In overdrive during this time mm-hmm. period, uh, we're in overdrive during this time period. You know, um, so we have reality, and then we've got the magical ch- thinking of our inner child.
2: Yeah, and this is, I think this is
1: where the inner child really comes into play. Uh, you know, it does it in all kinds of areas, but we we can if we just stand back and just forget the uh, logical you know grown up part of us and realize that yeah these are these are things we've been feeling for forever and ever Mm -hmm. you know about the holidays and magical thinking and even santa claus you know Mm -hmm. i mean we still buy the the myth of that yeah you know
2: to what happens, I've noticed with my clients I noticed with me and noticed with my friends and all that kind of stuff is that when I project forward and I think of what the holidays are going to be like, I think, oh, there's going to be infinite time. There's going to be like completely calorie free moose cake or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be all this stuff. Uh, so I think about the beginning part of the holidays, the yes. becoming You know, the becoming of holidays, right? It's going to be like this. It's going to be great. The warm up. Exactly. Right. And um, I never think about the aftermath. And so I always feel a little surprised by the aftermath. Right. Right. It's like, (laughs) whoa, what just happened? How did
1: I get here? How did I
2: get here? (laughs) Right. And that's part of the magical thinking.
1: It is. It's totally right. the magical thinking. And I think know?
2: holidays, too, are a lot about anticipation because if you think about Christmas just generally as a as a holiday, like the commercialized Christmas, it's all about anticipating the gifts, anticipating oh, yeah. the, you know, eggnog or whatever by the fire, you know. getting. <laughs> and that happens how often? Zero. I hate eggnog. <laughs> <know>. Right? It's <laughs> like,
1: is it the calories?
2: <laughs> no, it's the egg. But I do yeah, like I to lick the tops of cinnamon things.
1: Good to know. I like cinnamon. It's yeah. good to know. Uh, yeah. If you're Hide ever your in my kitchen and, uh, yeah, if the chops are off yeah. all my cinnamon stuff. I'm yeah, going to know you're know. there.
2: Yeah, my teeth will have brown <laughs> crunchy stuff all over them. <laughs> so lovely.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, that magical thinking then becomes so <laughs> anticipatory. Uh, even the you know the build up for this weekend is the Santa Claus parade here in Toronto. Right. Huge, huge build up, and you know news reports and uh, what they're making and how they're making it, and and so on. So we're not dealing with thirty second commercials. We're dealing with two and three and five minute uh, you know actual. On air, yeah, right. interviews and so on, plus the commercials. Uh, and it's like, oh, Santa Claus is arriving, therefore, we know what's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're right. The more I think about it, the whole energy of the whole Santa Claus thing is about, ooh, Santa's coming, Santa's coming, Santa's coming, Santa's it's coming. It's a buildup. Total buildup, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. And that just, that just goes right inside you and goes right down into your little inner child.
2: Exactly. He just never gets tired of that.
1: No. No. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. And if you've got kids of your own, then you get to perpetuate the whole thing. Yeah. I get to uh, feed, for them.
2: Feed the beast.
1: <laughs> feed the beast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's not calorie free. <laughs>
2: um,
1: you know, so, you know, what happens in our magical thinking? I mean, not only do we anticipate that Santa's coming, but uh, we're going to get the best presents ever. Yes. Ever. Ever. Uh, and the presents that I give, everyone's going to just love them. Yes. No one's going to say, do you have the bill for this? Because it's really
2: Yeah, exactly Uh, (laughs) right. I already have like five of these. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: But Dad, you always wore those shirts.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly. And Uh, and you know some of the things I think of the ugly sweater phenomenon, right? Yes.
1: Which
2: is which actually becomes its own meme. So that actually is a way in which we've built in sort of disappointment of the presents, the reality of the presents, of Aunt Martha's present that she gives us every year or whatever. <laughs> we, we've actually built that into sort of the fun piece of Christmas. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though she little, spent
1: the entire year yeah. uh, knitting that for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, we, and then we're absolutely obligated to wear it the next time we go to her house. Exactly. I don't care how old you are. Yeah. You're wearing it to her funeral as well.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Maybe she could wear it to her funeral as well. All of them. She All of them. <laughs> in the castle. We'll consider it packing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's kind of rude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the magical thinking that like, the whole family's going to show
2: up. Yep. And the whole family's involved in magical thinking.
1: Oh, yeah. So everybody
2: has a different version of magic. Yes. How their magic is going to actually happen, right? Yeah. So, yeah. for some people, it's celebrating family traditions in a particular way. For other people, it's like, oh my God, don't make me do that family <laughs> tradition again, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, some traditions are, you know, they're kind of nice and uh, I like the historical element to it that has been, been done in the family for 500,000 years. Um, <laughs> at least that's what I'm told. Yeah. Um, and who am I to try changing anything? Right. Yeah, well, there goes the magic. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, too, I'm thinking about gender roles. Mm-hmm. Part of the um, responsibility of mothers, right, is to create this magical Christmas event. Oh, Which yeah. is, you know, really stressful and has a lot of chores, like, associated with it, right? Enormous.
1: Enormous. Yeah. No wonder they're stressed out by it, Christmas Day.
2: Totally, right? So yeah. where's the magic for them? The magic is just probably part of, like, caught up in this whole idea that they just hope people don't kill each other.
1: Yeah, yeah. When they yeah. realize
2: there's no magic there.
1: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> there is no magic in all my baking.
2: Yeah, exactly, and, right? Yeah, like the, so, it, the, Whose duty is it to create magic? No. I think there's a gender differentiation there for sure. And if you're a single parent, oh, it's even harder. It's oh, way harder, way
1: way, way harder. harder. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, one of my magic. This is one of my magical things. But this is my dad. Okay is when I was very young I was about five because mm-hmm. uh, I remember the house we were living in back then and, and that's where I started kindergarten um, and I woke up Christmas morning meaning it's still totally pitch black yep. out uh, you know my, my mom used to say oh my god you kids get up so early uh, mm-hmm. so then as we grew up who was up first my mom yeah. it was still dark she wanted us you know she, she wanted to perpetuate it but I walked out this morning and, and I still to this day see it mm-hmm. and that was my father had built or had acquired and built the entire train track sack. Oh, wow! And it went through the living room and the dining room and up and over everything and under everything. And uh, the, only the Christmas lights were on the Christmas tree. So wow. there was this sort of magical pinky, blue, green lighting. Yeah. You know, and I walk out and I'm like, you know, like what's going on here, Daddy? Because uh, there's only beautiful. my one brother and I at that point, and my uh, youngest hadn't been born yet. And it was just so magical. He just started it up in a ch you know, and yeah. woo, and as it went around, like the whole the whole part of that house, it was just like unbelievably magical. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's yeah. Beautiful, that's okay? that's
1: totally locked in my brain. And I think He'd he stayed cute. up all night putting it together. Yeah, and he played with it all day.
2: Yeah, there Dad, we Dad, can I can
1: I play with it? No. <laughs>
2: I think that this is okay. So this is exactly what we take with us into adulthood. My my dad used to do a a thing that, and it's interesting again, right? Who gets to do the special things? Well, the moms mm-hmm. are doing all the
0: she's making breakfast yeah. and the
2: blah blah blah, and the wrapping and buying a presents and all that work, right? But the dads they get the glory. My dad used to, uh, in an effort to teach us not to be greedy. He would make a big deal at night when we'd hang up our stockings about all the things Santa's going to bring him. And we'd, you know, remind him that he wasn't really that good this year. And he'd be like, Oh no, no. I wrote Santa. I explained it all. And you know, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. And he would put out a giant box. Cause he'd be like, I would need, you know, I need the space for Santa to fill up my box here right. and put all this stuff in. Cause I'm going to get so much stuff. <laughs> right. I asked for it all. And, um, and we'd hang up our tiny little stockings. And then anyway, go to bed. You wake up in the morning, come running in. And, yep, we'd have stuff in our stockings. And sure enough, my dad would have his box filled up with rubber boots. <laughs> right? And we did it every year. And we'd be like, ha, ha, you're going to get boots again. <laughs> nope, not this year.
1: Rubber boots. Yeah. Oh, that's almost a mean trick. I know. I was good that, right? So let's look at some realities here. Yeah. Financial. <laughs>
2: Yeah. This is
1: a very stressful time period for an awful lot of people.
2: And it takes. Um, I mean, I'm no financial planner, but I remember reading that it takes some people six, seven months to actually pay off their Christmas bills. That's, that's crazy. I know. That's just wrong. Right?
1: That's just wrong. You like, know, uh, like, are we what? What is behind that? Uh, are we buying love? You know, it's like, do we need to spend the money? They they actually today had said something on the news. And it was yeah. uh, the average person in Canada will spend about eight hundred dollars on Christmas. Yes. Oh, okay. That's, the average. Oh, that's okay. the average. That doesn't preclude eight thousand down to. I'm not spending a cent.
2: Yeah, because I was going <laughs> to say that sounds pretty cheap.
1: Yeah, that's like that's pretty, a, kind of an average. Pretty
2: good, right? That,
1: yeah, but even eight hundred dollars. That's you know, could be someone's rent. Totally. You know, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Although I don't know where we can get something for eight hundred dollars in Toronto, yeah. but
2: I would worry though if it took somebody that long to pay it off.
1: Well, yeah, right. financial planning, they say that you should be able to pay off your credit card every two months. Like yeah. your, any that you're carrying forward, oh. two months. Huh. And then you're you're sort of in a healthy a healthy position. But it's very, very stressful. You know? Yeah. Uh, so what else is stressful? The family and the family dynamics. Yes. Put us together and we're going to go back to being 8, 10, 12 years yeah. old all over again.
2: Yep. Talks. No matter
1: how adult you were flying there.
2: Toxic.
1: <laughs> it can be. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we have to remember that we're the only one that's learning about ourselves. And we can't put that expectation on them that they're going to be different. Why would they be different?
2: Yeah, and that's part of the whole thing about showing up um, with managing your own expectations, right? That, you know, Uncle George is still going to be Uncle George, you know, so and so is still going to drink
1: as much. Yeah,
2: so and so is still going to say racist things or homophobic things or whatever, right? And, yep. you know, like that sort of thing. So showing up, understanding that you might be in a different place than you were last year, let's say, right? Yep. Just emotionally and knowing who you are and insight building and stuff. But chances they're, are they're not. They're not, right? They're
1: not. They're not. Exactly. And they're not. We have to change right now, though. Okay. We have to change to a commercial. Okay. So, this is uh, Things Worth Considering here with uh, Gordon Jan, and we will be right back after these commercial breaks. I'm
2: going to go online and look for your Christmas present. Okay, cool. Okay. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you.
0: It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together.
2: Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels.
0: Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste.
2: We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment.
0: You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Dr. Jan Hill. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering.
1: Hi, welcome back to Things Worth Considering. I'm here with uh, Dr. Jan Hill. I'm Gord Riddell. And we're talking about how to take care of ourselves knowing that we're going into the holiday season and other dramas that take place. <laughs> <laughs> it's the
2: Christmas drama.
1: It's the Christmas drama. Exactly. And it's not the Nutcracker.
2: Exactly.
1: Uh, which is a fabulous ballet.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> So we were talking about uh, how finances can be uh, very stressful, where we're not keeping a, a, a good eye on it, but also the fact of getting back together with the family. So here we are with the magical child who says taking the train in or the or is flying in to be with the family for the holiday, mm-hmm. and uh, so we have this magical thinking of how fabulous this is going to be, and then we have reality. Yep. Yeah. We have reality of the family dynamic mm-hmm. that will, no matter what, no matter how hard you try, you will get pulled back into it. Yes. Yes. It's, and that's really, really hard. Yep. Yep. I don't care how advanced you think you are. Given the right set of circumstances in that, in that house,
2: you're going you're gonna to slide into it. Yeah. I think part of that's related to this idea that it doesn't matter how much. How competent that you are in your life and how much you manage and how many balls you juggle and how many children you're raising brilliantly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. To your family, to your parents, to those – yeah, to your family. They're just going to remember you as that ridiculous I'm, child look, who was I'm 12.
1: i still Gordy.
2: Yeah. Or the yeah even kiddie. though my parents
1: have passed on, my brothers do it now. Yeah. But I'm still Gordy. That was, my, that
2: was my kid's name. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. So it's like – so, you know, it's hard because you can – you can go there and say, I'm not going to be Gordy. I'm going to be Gord, right? Yeah. Accomplished career professional dude, right? But <laughs> And you can show up that way. But how long does it actually take before you become Gordy again, right? Two minutes. Exactly, right? sitting
1: on the sofa in the living room. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so we <laughs> I respond. I shrink from
1: six foot down to about four foot. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Whatever. Mom! Where's my trains? <laughs> really? My brother won't
2: stop hitting me. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, so, where's
1: my train? Yeah, yeah you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it really is. No matter how much work you do, uh, I think it's really important that you know if we have done work ourselves, mm-hmm. we have tried to change some of these these uh, ways of being. Is we can't change them, no, and we can't fix them, right? And that's you know, I think a lot of people get that idea of well, if they knew this, they would change. Not necessarily.
2: Well, no. And I also think that, you know, it's interesting to think about how even if we did change, even if we were able to go there and say, okay, I'm not going to be my 12-year-old self. I'm not going to be Gordy anymore. And we're, there we are busy giving them all the messages. Yes. Right? Right? So part of their magical Christmas might be you being Gordy. Like they're sure. invested in you being Gordy. So, you know, I think about all the dance of anger stuff, the dance of change, right, is when you change – and, things, and other people have no input around the change because here you are changing, right, to make your own life work better, yep. then people will send you all sorts of change back messages.
1: Oh, absolutely. So
2: they'll even trigger you more. They'll purposely try to draw you into those gordy things, those yep.
1: gordy moments, right? And if you don't take their bait or that hook, they get really angry. Yay!
2: Yeah, because, because you're not playing the game you're not playing
1: the game but they don't know how then to react to you yeah. they don't know how to be with you if you're not if you're not a little gordy
2: yeah exactly right you
1: know? and that, that's really uh those are one of the things that was really interesting to learn was is that okay so i could change i can respond differently but only to discover that they're going to get really angry yeah you know
2: who do you think you are yeah they need you to be for them, for them to have their relationship the way they want it to be in there right, they need you to be a particular way, which right? is
1: the only thing uh, that they 've known since I was born, yeah, so you know twenty years is
2: exactly <laughs> exactly right twenty we wish. years <laughs> yeah,
1: we wish, yes, uh, you know there, when you were talking about family dynamics, you know, uh, the, a good friend of mine helped me to see this a long time ago, is that at Christmas time. Uh, and at Thanksgiving time, when we would have family dinners, as my, my one brother would talk about, he would make racial comments. And that would really, mm. really irritate me. Mm. So I had to become the United Nations, you know, human rights code. Yeah. And immediately, you know, read him the riot act. Yeah. And then he would respond back and we would go back and forth. We weren't yelling at each other, but it was, you know, a little bit heated because I felt I needed to defend, yeah. you know, every race there ever was. Not that I'd been appointed, apparently.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: And then my mother said, why do you two always have to do this? And then we go, well, he, he can't talk this way. He, he can say, I can say whatever I want. And then it would escalate, but now she's pulled in. Yep. And then the next thing is, you know, she's crying, she's in the kitchen, my dad has to go and take care of her, and and we're just shaking our heads. It's and, a
2: dysfunctional mess.
1: It's a dysfunctional mess. So here's the most important point, mm. was not that I was appointed unofficially. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> it was who appointed me. Why did I feel I needed to take that on? Because that was the dynamic. It's always one person, like he said and he said, or he said and she said. Right. And then he said, she said, and it keeps going up like stairs. Yeah. You know, uh, and you could actually map out your dynamic and where it explodes and also where it starts. Right, right. So my, my awareness was, what role did I play in this? What role mm-hmm. did I play in my mother crying, here's another great Christmas dinner gone down the toilet, yeah. you know, uh, was – it wasn't my business to whether my brother made racial comments or not. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. so if I got agitated enough, I would just simply go for a walk. Right. You know, I'd excuse myself and go and breathe, but I did not take it on. And all of a sudden, we had a Christmas dinner with no arguments. And my mother said, oh, my God, that was so lovely. As You know, so her, her fantasy, her magical had been met.
2: Yeah, that's nice, actually, to give her that gift, right? Well, it
1: was. It was. You know, absolutely. My brother and I didn't drive home like...
2: Yeah, and, you know, that actually requires you recognizing that you don't always have to be right. Because, you know, when we get in a fight with somebody, often that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to convince them that our opinion is... Absolutely. The correct opinion. Right? Or that
1: their behavior is totally wrong yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. And I, you know, as, as my friend who uh, happens to be a therapist, uh, you know, <laughs> pointed out, was what's your role here? Yeah. You can't have an argument and not be a part of it.
2: Yeah, exactly right. You
1: know, so it, it's like kind of going, okay, swallow the pride <laughs> and say, well, yeah, I jumped on that bandwagon right away because so, it was another way of having my needs met with my brother. Of course. Which are not met in other ways.
2: So actually, it's kind of cool because this reminds us that we can actually commit to something else, right? Yes. We can commit to somebody else's magical perspective. Yeah. In the way like, you know, you if you, if you consciously commit to creating the magical moment that your mother feels is magical.
1: Exactly. Right? Her and her boys.
2: Yeah, exactly. All
1: peace-loving, friendly. Right. You know, absolutely. That's what she wanted to see, and that wasn't wasn't what we were giving her.
2: Yeah, and your ego steps aside, and you're able to say, okay, for the next three days while I'm stuck here and, you know, wherever it is that I'm stuck, (laughs) this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right? I'm just going to compartmentalize all that stuff, and I'm just going to give my mom the Christmas she is looking for, the magic she's looking for. Absolutely. Yeah, It was great. Yeah, that's cool.
1: It was, because then from then on, you know, I mean, he would continue to try. Yeah. To pull, pull that hook. Because he knew that was a hook.
2: Yeah, and once
1: sure. someone knows, you know, how to get your goat, they will keep trying. Yep. They will escalate it and throw in two goats.
2: Yep. Yep. exactly. <laughs> I to
1: see. And more hooks. And our awareness is not to take them. Yep. So, yeah. Nice try. I exactly. See
2: what's going on. Yeah. In a way, that's also a good way to. That's a way of putting the fun back in dysfunctional. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because because what it allows us to do, right, is to actually recognize that, like, we're all we get to choose what role we want to play in someone else's drama, right? Oh,
1: absolutely.
2: So when you recognize that we get to play the role, we get to choose what role we want to play in someone else's drama. That actually makes it fun. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, it's kind of like a
1: casting call.
2: Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. And you can make things fun too by um, – or funner by doing by, – by actually doing – trying things differently. Like responding to people differently to see kind of what they do. I always I was tell people, go in there like, you're, you're, like they're not your family.
1: Yeah, like you're an yeah.
2: alien from another planet because you know how I love aliens. and you know, And what you're doing is you're just observing them. Right, and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to try this behavior. I'm going to try not arguing with my brother. Yes, I'm just going to nod my head and say, "Oh, that's fascinating," right? (laughs) And then just let it go.
1: On my planet.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, and see what happens, right?
1: Yep, yep, yeah. It's uh, yeah, not walking in there with that. This is my family. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's such a negative attitude to begin with. Yeah. You know, I don't think a lot of people, when it comes around to this time of the year, go, this is my family.
2: Yeah, Uh, right.
1: I have to go home to my parents. I have to go, you know.
2: Yeah. There's a lot
1: of I have tos.
2: Yeah, so you're already showing up, right, that, you know, feeling not good about something. And I think.
1: But are you there by choice or by guilt?
2: Well, right. And I think part of that is, though, is you can own the guilt (laughs) (laughs) you can own it you can own what it is you're doing there um, if you don't feel you have to lie about it either lie about it to other people or lie about it to yourself right so it'd be like nope I have to go for three days or nope you know I actually enjoy the first four days and then the other two days are a little bit harder you know what I mean and just kind of own your own process around that everybody has a a breaking point well it's that whole
1: thing of attitude isn't it yeah if you arrive with a bad attitude you can be sure it's going to have a bad outcome Yep. Uh, just like starting every day with a bad attitude, you're going to have a bad day. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, I think too, you know, if you're truthful with people like your coworkers and, you know, such like that and you're you're truthful about what your experience is, right? Yes. Like, "Whoa, no, actually I need a holiday after I come back from the holidays because I'm exhausted <laughs> by the drama." Then other people will uh, feel comfortable sharing. Too that their holidays aren't quite perfect because right, right. I think that's part of the mythos, right? We get caught into this idea that our Christmas has to be perfect, our holiday has to be perfect, our Hanukkah has to be perfect because other people's are, and we all know. Well, as therapists, you know, we all know that it's actually really not perfect, and you know, it's very very stressful for people. That's our
1: social myth, right? You know that everybody's Christmas and Hanukkah is like so fabulous.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's not.
1: It's not. People people wouldn't come back so exhausted if it was. Uh Uh-huh. You know, we would feel nurtured and and recharged. And most people do not come back that way.
2: Yeah, and you just drink and eat to forget reality. Right?
1: (laughs) Really? Oh, I just thought of that.
2: Well, I don't, but you know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Well, they do at my house.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No.
1: Uh, Never letting reality be forgotten, though. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. It's it's, uh, interesting just to, you know, be aware of what our survival uh, mechanisms are yeah such as drinking Eating mm-hmm. uh, uh, disappearing onto your computer, disappearing onto your smartphone
2: oh yeah, or watching yeah. like Christmas special after Christmas special so you know television to talk to other people, yeah right?
1: absolutely everybody just sits watching all the same movies yeah, we've seen them for thirty years
2: yeah, but that could be part of the tradition too, right
1: and it can be, but you know if we need the TV on for twelve hours, we got a problem with our, our right. communication going on here
2: I really like uh, my favorite is the drummer boy, the little drummer boy the movie. Yeah, the Christmas one.
1: Oh, I didn't know there was a movie.
2: There's a cartoony thing made with those old marionette things from the 60s. Oh, really? 70s. Yeah. Really? Oh, I didn't. Know I that. just I have to watch it and then I cry.
1: It's one, one of my least favorite uh, Christmas carols. So
2: I love it. <laughs> Pum, like, rup, bum, bum. I'm crying now.
1: Yeah. So and I'm just getting agitated. I know.
2: Uh, <laughs> Get over it, dude. <laughs>
1: Turn down that music in there.
2: <laughs>
1: oh my God! Now, I, now my I know father. what I'm getting you for Christmas. I'm channeling my father. Turn <laughs> down that music. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the the um, the way that we we go throughout that whole day, or if we're only there for the day, um, you know, is is really we do have some choice over it. Yeah, we do have some choice. But what about our friends, though? Yep. Okay, we we're talking about families, but over this whole period of time, we've got a lot of friends that we have to go to, like you said, to their parties yep. uh, or dinners. Everybody wants to see you. Let's get together at Christmas. Yeah. No. No. You know, I started saying no, I'll see you in January or I'll see you in November, but it's so many people, like so jam packed. It was it's just it became incredibly stressful. It was yeah. eating up all my time. Yeah. You know, because uh, in spite of the fact I was seeing my brothers and blah blah blah, they'd also have an additional thing at their home, as well as then we'd all show up at my parents'. Right. Wow. You know, so uh, but I mean, you know, uh, close friends. Then there's there's uh, uh my, you know my staff and everything. There's a Christmas thing yep. every year. Uh, you know, all of that just becomes like, whoa. especially if you don't really like uh, parties.
2: Yeah, I, I find, don't like those. No, I don't like them either. <laughs> we, we sound horrible. Um, I hate parties. We My friends like invite it. me to parties and I hate it. And I have to go to parties. right? We don't like people. But no, I find for me that I work so many hours in a week that it's very rare for me to have one of two things happen. Like actually have an afternoon at home where I'm not slamming, you know, down, slamming stuff out on the computer or something like that. Or to actually have an evening Where I'm not actually, I know this sounds like horrible, but when I'm not actually working, like I work till 9, 10, 11 o'clock every night. I get it. Right? And then I get up early because I'm actually a morning person. And, you know, and so So that sort of thing. I love the sun coming up. I know. Because you worked all night, right? But it's like, (laughs) I'm not like that. And so to give up for me to go to a party and like give up maybe the one chance that I had to only work till 8 o'clock. You know, it's like, no, I just want to sleep. Sometimes I just want to sleep. Yes. To be honest. Yeah. And not answer the phone. Yeah. Not have calls. That's part of that whole self-care we're going to talk about too, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's really important. That's what we're going to talk about next, actually, right after this break. Uh, But yeah, I think, you know. although we've been talking about going home and to to the family, I don't call it home because I never lived there. Yeah. my parents was their last home. Yeah. Uh, but going to my parents, but it's also the, the stress that our friends can. As much as they love us and they want us to be there, Sure. it's still stressful. And you love them. And I love them. Of course I do.
2: And of you course. would like to be there. Let's but I can't always handle that. Right. Yeah. I get overwhelmed and then I'm like, yeah. but my exactly. friends know that about me. So yeah. it'll be like, I'll, I'll say how many people are going to be there? And I'll be like, just four, Jan. I'm like, okay, I can do four. I can do but four, if they're yeah. like 400, I'm like. Can you like, do two minutes? Can't do it. Yeah, I can do two Good, minutes. Good,
1: because we have to break. Right I'm now.
2: going over here to be alone. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, we're going to be uh, breaking here for a, uh, a couple of messages, and we will be right back after these commercials. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericanpowerment.com.
0: It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time.
2: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Dr. Jan Hill. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, Back to Things Worth Considering.
1: Hi, welcome back to uh, the section of Things Worth Considering. I'm uh, here with uh, Dr. Jan Hale, I'm Gord Riddell, and we're talking about how to survive the family and other dramas uh, over the holiday season.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, as as I'm thinking about this, I think we're really talking about how do introverts survive. How do introverts oh, Right? Like, it's kind of a specialized <laughs> aspect of that. Well, right. that's, yeah,
1: that's interesting. We hate parties. <laughs> yes. um, but it's But I, I think that extroverts go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they really do. Uh, it's thats it, is—that it, is, that it's stressful. In fact, extroverts have sometimes maybe their own, their own baggage of wanting to be liked, of wanting to be popular, of wanting to be, you know, working it, and they'll go overboard financially or overboard, you know, with with uh, uh, partying or whatever. I think it's really important for us to know our limits. That's what yeah. you know. Self care is really important in yeah. this, in this
2: season. I think too of things like uh, people who've just gotten divorced. Right. Mm. Or perhaps there's been a death in the family or something. Those yes. kinds of Christmases that are extra hard, those kinds of holidays that are extra hard because yeah. now you're showing up and sometimes you have to explain things differently. Or sometimes, you know, the the role that you've been put in your regular who you regularly are is uh, completely changed now.
1: Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, that first, it's always that first holiday, that first Christmas, that first birthday is so really difficult when someone's lost someone. Yeah,
2: like you the know, death of a child when, or something, right? Is yeah, like, Yeah, even whoa. Or a husband,
1: even even mom or dad, you know, yeah. for, you know, if my mom had, when my mom died, when my grandmother died, I mean, that was really hard on my mom.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, uh, because she was, they were always so much a part of our family Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely an extended family Christmas, you know. Uh So to know what our limits are financially, what our alcohol consumption is, uh, and what our food consumption is, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, I mean, two, two and three pounds at the end of the holidays isn't necessarily a really good idea. It just shows you might have an emotional eating disorder. (laughs)
2: Mm. Well, I think though, I mean, we were talking about this last week a bit that folks in the States have it really rough because if you think about it, they've got um, all the chocolate stuff from Halloween and then Thanksgiving. And then Christmas. And then New Year's. New Year's. Like those those are four food filled extravaganzas, right? Of days and days of food and drink yep. and sleeping. All jammed in together. All jammed in together. So of course you're gonna gain weight.
1: At least we've got an extra six weeks out of it. Mm. Well, no, more than six weeks. We've got about three weeks before, but then we have a nice extension between yeah,
2: exactly. Halloween.
1: We have time to eat all our candy. We have
2: time to go to the gym between
1: <laughs> And finish between off all meals. our candy.
2: Exactly. Right.
1: Before Christmas stuff.
2: But yeah, I think if you're having an extra special uh, difficult time as opposed to the regular dysfunctional difficult time, then it's really important to sort of validate your difficulty yep. to say to people, you know, this is actually really hard for me. Yes. You know, this is my first year as a divorced person or something like that. So, yep. you know, back off. And that's a great way, to of helping establish your own boundaries around things. and, and Back off. Just try back and <laughs> back off, right? And then just that's try the and to do it. stay present, right, as yeah. opposed to… Staying uh,
1: present is the hardest
2: part. Yeah, for yeah. sure, right?
1: Yeah, because we keep wanting to slip into
2: the feeling and into the memories. Right, of course, yeah. right? And, yeah. Yeah and I, and don't place unrealistic expectations on yourself like you're not going to have one, a weepy fit. Right. You know, Christmas morning about something or you know whatever. And then, and give yourself permission to do that. Yeah.
1: You know, like uh you have a weepy fit or whatever uh or just feel weepy throughout that period, uh that's okay. Yeah. You know, that's how grief works. Yeah. You know, grief is an incredibly intelligent experience. Yeah. As much as people hate it, obviously, yep. but it knows when you're going to cry, and it tells you exactly when you're going to stop. And then there's a nice sort of calm period, and then it starts out of nowhere in the middle of the subway. Yeah, um, yeah. Not the best choice of locations, but it, it always gives us sort of a break to kind of, you know, breathe through that uh, yeah. that period. But the hard part is, is that, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I'm crying in public or whatever. Don't You don't owe anyone an apology. No,
2: I learned, you know, the most incredible lesson from uh, my niece, who was, I think, about two and a half or three at the time. And I just had a... A big breakup with somebody I'd lived with for like 14 years. And it was kind of shocking and blah you know. But uh, I had to go to my parents' wedding anniversary, which I can't remember what number it was, but it was like one of those biggies, like 40 or something. And the week before, we'd broken up. And so I get there, my brother's there with his kids, other brothers, there, everybody's there, you know, party, happy, happy. And we're all sitting around the table, and everybody's talking about what it's like to be married a long time, and then, and then, <laughs> you know. And everybody's kind of ignoring my situation because that's what my family's been good at. And anyway, so I just have a weepy fit. I have like probably a four minute (laughs) attack right and my niece is sitting across the table and you know her just little two and a half or three year old self she's watching i remember she's got her head tipped to the side and (laughs) she's got a straw in her mouth and she's drinking her orange orange pop and she just watches me for a second then she crawls under the table comes up sits on my lap and i'm like (gasps) crying and she just puts her little hand on my face and then you know i stop crying and then she just crawls back down under the table and goes to the other side and oh goes God, back to her a- orange pop. And I thought this is beautiful. Like that was the most incredible awesome. lesson I ever learned in my life about emotion. You know, it's just about acknowledgement. Yeah. And it was just about, cause that's when you're three, that's what you do. You cry, And then you go back and you drink your pop. Pop. (laughs) Right? Until the next thing comes along. She
1: acknowledged what was going on for you.
2: Yeah, it was great. Without a word. Yeah, Without a word. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, it was
2: beautiful, eh? Yeah, Yeah. she's like
1: a little angel. She was an
2: angel, yeah. Comes in. Yeah, 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 totally. Cool. I guess that's part two around being able to discard old traditions and, and create new ones when you've got you know, when you're dealing with something, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not necessarily going to do it the same way, you know, especially if we may have adopted some of, uh, you know, our spouses that we've divorced. Some of their, yeah. some of their traditions is like, well, yeah, we're probably going to want to move yeah. those out fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think during this whole period, it's really just important, just given the time, you know, the season in the amount of requirements on us of extra shopping and extra social things is that we just really practice self-care.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? And, you know, one of the ways, so one of the ways that I uh, I volunteer for different things, right? So things like walking the dogs at the humane Society or something like that, like, you know, it's always animal rescue stuff, right? So all that stuff, I choose the dates that I know that they're going to be hard to fill, like who's going to go and walk dogs on Christmas Day? I do, right? right? Because it's easy for... Yeah. Me to go and do that because of how my like my family's all uh lives far away and stuff, right? So it's easy for me to do that, whereas my dog walking peers and colleagues who have kids aren't able to do that. So yes. I actually feel really good knowing that I'm walking the dogs on Christmas day or whatever because oh, cool. you know, because they need that, and so volunteering for something and starting a new tradition that way yes. is actually a really, really good way of doing that.
1: Yeah, I really, I really like you know people uh, who who go and, and you know in some of the shelters or whatever and serve, you know, people who don't have family and serve Christmas dinner or serve Thanksgiving yeah. dinner, yeah, uh, or lunch or brunch or whatever the the, the shelter is doing. But I think that you know doing those kinds of things is really. Uh, it's very self fulfilling. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, I used be- to take part with the, uh, the Jerry Lewis telephone. Oh, yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. In, here in the Toronto, uh, is that my partner and I would, uh, I was on the phones. My partner was busy tallying in the back as an accountant. And, uh, you know, come New Year's, uh, we were always on the air. On
2: oh, the air. yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: that, that whole thing of, oh, hug, hug, kiss, kiss, and everything just didn't happen. It was like a wink yeah. past the TV cameras.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's cool. I guess that, and that requires you to actually plan ahead if you're going to go volunteer or do something differently, you know, you have to actually plan ahead and I think that's a really good thing because when you're planning ahead and you're thinking, oh, how am I going to make it through Christmas Day? How am I going to yep. make it through the New Year's Eve or what? How am I going to make it through whatever it is I have to make it through, you know, yep. Aunt Martha's ugly sweater or something. It's <laughs> like you actually have you're actually just executing a plan that you thought of before the emotional pieces showed up, right? Exactly. Before you're in the middle of the trenches.
1: Right, right. So that when the emotion comes up, it, it, there's already planning around that.
2: Exactly. It's not a surprise. Right. So you're going to circumvent the, the issues. And and that's partly too about having an exit strategy, right? So you know when your limits are and, and then it's like, okay, this is where I go to the store because uh, we ran out of peppermint ice cream, even though we have a freezer full of it. <laughs> I'm going to the store to get more peppermint ice cream. Yes. Right.
1: Yep. Exactly. It can be
2: mini exit or could be a major exit, but you know.
1: But it's pull yourself back.
2: Pull yourself yep. back.
1: And that's and that's all self care. Yeah. You know that's absolutely self care. Um, as we said, to be aware of what our emotions are and, and how we can handle that. Uh, just to be aware of what are our expectations mm-hmm. and what are we anticipating happening. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, There is, you know, expectation leads to disappointment.
2: Right. So if you just like accept that it probably sucks, it's going to suck. Right. Right. (laughs) And then you just focus on getting through it. So then comes strategic planning.
1: Exactly. Right? Strategic planning 101 how to get through when it sucks.
2: Exactly. Uh, Right? uh, And then you could be pleasantly surprised.
1: You could, right? You could, but that—and that's the nice part—is, is that if you don't have high expectations, then you can be pleasantly surprised.
2: Exactly. High, right.
1: high expectations often leads to some level of disappointment.
2: Right. Of yeah, course. Right. Yeah.
1: My, my, one on, on that was, was uh, I actually took a. Pre- course, in ancient Greek mm-hmm. uh, because I had to. Uh, and I won't get into it. Like but the
2: Greek language?
1: Yes. Oh, ancient Greek. I did Latin and ancient Greek. And not
2: funny? I did Latin too.
1: Yeah. In high school, I, I had oh, okay. to because That's I got so funny. into trouble and I had to take an extra credit. Well, yeah. That or detention. Mm-hmm. I took ancient Greek. Mm-hmm. However, so... When I finally got to go to Athens, mm-hmm. and I finally went to Greece, I really had an expectation that no matter where I looked, anywhere in that city, I would see the Acropolis, the birthplace of Western civilization.
2: Surprise! Surprise,
1: exactly. <laughs> I was three weeks ago, and there it was, peeking through these two houses, this little decrepit little pile of stone. Uh, I People
2: was, were much smaller way back then.
1: Well, that's true. That's probably why they could see it everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I was so, <laughs> the houses were lower. I was so disappointed. Uh, because I had built this massive expectation yeah, yeah. over it. Uh so that's just you know, that's what I learned was don't expect it that mm-hmm. uh, much. Know how to read your body and your mind your right. bodies and our minds tell us when we're stressing. Mm-hmm. We all have our own in, unique individual stress uh, indicators, whether it's sleeplessness or we don't like to eat. When I'm stressed, I actually I don't like food. I hate eating. Yeah, I can't eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always been that way. Other people are like, oh, look, second helping of spaghetti. You know, uh, we're all different. You know, but know know what it is because uh, you know stress on our bodies is as a killer
2: Mm -hmm. it really is much
1: more so than we ever realize
2: yeah and sometimes that's why it's great right to plan into your your afternoon at the family you know eat-a-thon that (laughs) you you know you go out for a half hour walk or something you take somebody else's kids or maybe your own if you have them um tobogganing in the afternoon or something so you just get out you get away from the food but you also get out into the fresh air Yes. Right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And that, and that really does make a difference.
2: It really does. Yeah.
1: It, it just right. changes that whole, uh, that whole uh, uh, you know, it's just all that energy that's hanging out in there.
2: Exactly, right? I guess the other thing, though, at the very heart of it is we get to ask ourselves if we really need to go in the first place. Yes. Right? And yeah. that's where what you were talking about earlier about the guilt and the shame and that sense of obligation. These are like super powerful emotions. But if we recognize them for what they really are. Right? Like, yeah. and, you know, then we get to ask ourselves, too. Well,
1: okay. those buttons were placed by our parents. Exactly. They know exactly where those buttons are placed on our arm. Right. And they like, say oh, guilt and shame for not showing up at Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I feel so terrible. Uh, they know exactly which buttons to press. And that's what you need to know is what are your triggers and what are their hooks? Yeah. Yeah. How do they get your attention?
2: Yeah, I think, too, like there's a balance, right, between, say, the guilt and the actual sense of emotional – well, let's say emotional harm, but it can actually just be like – emotional blowback, right? Like how many days does it actually take you to recover from spending, you know, if it takes you a week to recover from spending two days with your family or something like that, right?
1: 37
2: years. It took you 37 years, (laughs)
1: 37 days. Okay. But
2: you know what I mean? And then, and then it's easy when you start going to guilt mode because you're not going to go or because you're only going to go on Saturday evening and you're not going in any of the other stuff. Then you just have to keep remembering, you know, your little mantra. I am saving myself 37 days of recovery (laughs) I'm saving myself 37 days of recovery right like that kind of thing so it's always to keep that in um, perspective yeah I think the
1: other thing to keep in perspective is, is that you know I don't care how much of an adult you think you are we all have a child inside of us. We do, and that child is feeding our thoughts sometimes, and feeding our behaviors. Uh, you know, you can be having a, have a you know a very cantankerous relationship with your parent, and then your parent dies, mm-hmm. and it's your little kid that's going. That's my mommy. That's mm-hmm. my daddy that just died. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you may not say those words. Your insides are responding that way.
2: hmm
1: You know, so that child is always there. And that child really feeds the magical aspects of everything mm-hmm. uh, that goes on in our life with, you know, whether it's Easter or Santa Claus or Thanksgiving or any of those things.
2: Yeah. I'm just thinking, too, like we have a lot of animals in our family, right? Like dogs and cats and stuff. I'm just thinking, too, like in some ways – and children, but, you know, the, the animals, the pet thing, too, is in some families um, a great deflection, right? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So at Christmas time or holiday time with your family, every dog becomes a, an a emotional support dog. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. they Very yeah. well trained. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they all do yeah, that's interesting. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> come and sit beside me, and you too. <laughs> cats on the you know cats on my shoulder. yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, interesting. So self-care is really crucial, really, really crucial. Um, now we're we're at the end of our show. Um, if you are in the Toronto area of, on December thirteenth, uh, we have our bringing light to the world ritual, and that's our compassion circle at thirty three hundred Young Street and up on the third floor it is open it is free and we invite you to come and take part in bringing light to the world and healing our planet uh so thank you Jen. thank you uh, sharing our stories of family i'm sure we'll do one more before christmas has arrived yeah uh and on that note we uh wish you a great week yeah okay
2: absolutely too. all right okay, okay. see you bye-bye Bye.
0: Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Dr. Jan Hill and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.